Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwynn, and the Insider Crew. All right. <laughs> Mine doesn't work. <laughs> You don't, you don't suck it in. You have to blow it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to episode 95. We're back at PCA National Headquarters. Around the table, we have Manny Alban, Damon Lowney, and at the controls, we have Robert Forsyth. And uh, Manny, I chose a purple Happy New Year hat for you because I know you're celebrating the Ravens. I, I think you're getting on the bandwagon because you know they're no, gonna, they're there's no bag, the no bandwagon for me to get on. Yeah, same here. I just know enough that they won, and many of my relatives. Yeah, remember were very the happy. bandwagon when they won the Super Bowl? Suddenly, you bring your kids down to the stadium. Had they have uh, never been was, to the stadium? That was for my kids, of course. Yeah, because it was uh, FRWE. Uh, so, so why, why not jump onto the bandwagon <laughs> when they're winning? <laughs> That was as a, a I did I did fan, I did I did watch the first half yeah. not because I happened to choose it but I was at my family's house yeah. and they're big yeah. sports people and so it was on and I watched it and it was I mean uh, the first like few minutes of the first quarter I was like uh oh my family's not gonna be very happy in Las Vegas but then it turned around and they never looked back it was pretty crazy San Francisco is a phenomenal team and I have to admit that going into it I thought the Ravens were gonna lose really it was just a matter of uh, what they could learn yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they kudos to him. I mean, yeah. I was a very happy boy that I, I wore my new uh, Ravens uh, hoodie that oh. my uh, parents gave me, and uh, maybe that was good luck. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was a phenomenal Christmas present for uh, the Raven faithful. So I see, um, not to jump, there's also another sports reference later on we'll be talking in the news, which I, I had to click the link because I had no idea what you were talking about. But uh, was that the Ravens, <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens uh, hoodie, was that a Christmas gift? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So what else did you get? Because you're probably like me, probably the worst person to shop for. Maybe. I mean, uh, so my wife uh, got me uh, Hot Wheels, and she got me uh, it's Robert, I think oh, a picture oh, of Robert. a collection of Hot Wheels. Yes. Um, she always buys them whenever she goes to the store. And, of course, it's hard for her to keep track of which ones I have and I don't. So she'll ask me, do you have this one? And if I say yes, she puts it aside. So all the extra she gave to our uh, grandson – uh, who's a year old, uh, Warren. Whoa, so, what is that so one? that's the one I've been looking for every time it's we like go to every store. So it's, describe, a version, to our... it's a tune version. It's a tune version of the 3.6964. They call it a tune because it's like exaggerated. Oh, cartoon. Um, cartoon, yeah. Ah, okay. Got and, it. And, uh, See, I see that, I, and I see a Pope mobile. Only it's a Porsche, and it's probably. Well, see, when I first saw right? it, I didn't like it, mm. and and I, there was a bunch of them at the store like six months ago, and I didn't buy it because uh, uh, for those. Uh, who wonder? I just collect things that I like to look at, not collect everything Porsche. Yeah, obviously I don't have the room for it. So, but the more and more I saw this, I really liked it. And I see because I saw the Batmobile, I saw all different cars like this. I said, mm -hmm. "This is pretty cool." I just want to collect them, and I couldn't find it. Hot Wheels is crushing it lately. Yeah, I mean. and and what's wor what's bad is there's so many collectors who are out there because they see how much money they can make on eBay. Yeah, I didn't call them collectors; they're opportunists. Yeah, yeah. And there's people at uh, stores like Walmart, Target who uh, who Think work there, and their friends they let their friends know when the shipments come in, so yeah. um, it becomes hard as a 
Porsche collector. I'm not looking to resell. I just want to add to my collection. Right. Hard to uh, find stuff. So I wonder how hard it was to find a Barbie doll this uh, Christmas uh, because I saw people on the side of the road near where I live selling with them? a whole stack of Barbie dolls. Really? So I'm wondering, did people go and just buy a bunch of Barbie dolls at the store to sell out? Yeah, that's oh. what I would think. So for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, so the tuned, so as in cartoon, it almost reminds me of um, the Cars movie with Sally yeah. Carrera, and it's sort of like a shortened wheelbase, nine six four it's a and caricature, the, a caricature in the and the yeah. the the greenhouse. Let's call it. If you Google uh, tune or cartoon Hot Wheels Porsche, this will come up. How many of the how many of them are Porsches? Just this one. No, they make a bunch of different ones. Oh no, you're ruined. I saw the bat. No, no, I, I collect only port. I don't have the room to. That that ship sailed a long time ago. It's so, so Porsche. they only make one Porsche that, that I've seen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that saves you. Yeah, you're not, no, not right. going to do the whole tune series. No, my wife <laughs> said she got it online for three dollars. So, oh. um, I think there's different variations for wheels, but I'm not that deep. No, because you can go crazy. And where will this tuned car go? And my garage with the other. Uh, house. And you still have room in your garage? Because I'm last time I checked, that wall is pretty full. Uh, I make you, my garage looks like an empty warehouse. Okay, well, to it's yours. not about me. <laughs> that statement was not about me. That statement was about you. And I know that that left side of your wall Believe is. Believe it or not, I can, get, I can get rid of things. <laughs> Dang it! I walked Man, right. He's got in. an answer for everything. I walked he? right into it. <laughs> he never lets me go. So, anything else did you get? Those are the major things. Um, also, my uh, my kids got me a uh, um, uh, year subscription to Apple TV. Oh, okay. So I'm um, catching up the shows that. that most people watched three or four years ago. Yeah, watch Severance. Uh, Severance, all right. Uh, I was, yeah. I was, so I was, is that I where Ted Lasso is? Ted Lasso, yeah. So and I think the morning show, and I saw Napoleon. Is coming out. Napoleon with Dynamite? Joaquin Phoenix? I oh, think, Napoleon Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, the other Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. I'm like, that's the, an old the, movie. The history major that you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A whole series of Napoleon Dynamite. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't set this up. This is, he yeah. just does this naturally. Well, you know, it's like the actual Napoleon. Yeah, so I got the, uh, so that was nice. And I got Apple Music. I figured I had to set that up yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I don't, I don't listen to music too much in the car unless I don't have any podcasts to I only listen, listen to, to music. Yeah. And Apple you listen, music you listen to NPR, so you yep. don't even NPR, need... and I use Tidal, so... Mm. What's Tidal? Um, if you have fancy, schmancy speakers, uh, Tidal uh, has higher... It's bit like high, high bitrate yep. music. I just nice. felt like uh, he just said, well, if you didn't live in a trailer house, <laughs> <laughs> you would know what if indoor plumbing have, is. If you don't have Magnaplane speakers, <laughs> don't even talk to yeah. me. <laughs> I don't even have speakers in my house. Really? Nope. Oh, oh my gosh. I, no, I just thought about that. Every, I was an audiophile for so long. Problem is, I have so many people living in the house that underneath where I watch my TV and everything. It's a common room. My daughter, and uh, if I turn the TV too loud, she texts me and says, can you turn it down? Oh. Yeah. So one day when everyone's gone, then I'll set up an audio room. Uh, well, we'll be, we'll be there to help you. So my <laughs> family, my kids, they grew up with loud music all the time, so they're mm-hmm. just used to it. They still tell me to turn it down once in a while when the bass like shakes yeah. shakes their computer and they can't like play their games but uh yeah we have and i've also as my um my older um relatives have downsized their house they all my family all of them are audiophiles crazy stuff so as they downsize they're like hey would you like this you know monoblock amplifier that used to be five thousand dollars i'm like sure they must have like all these appliances and they don't know what to do they They just call call me they just call me oh yeah oh yeah if i look around my house i think i would say 
And for those listening, Boo's house is not that big. He does not live in a McMansion. No, I I don't. I don't. I think 80% of like home stuff that I have is either second second hand or like someone donated, like a family member left it to me or I bought it off of Facebook Marketplace. Like I just don't get excited about buying stuff for my house. So I feel terrible buying retail for my house. So I just, and the thing is I get like amazing deals. Like my, I, my setup is all used. My TV was yeah. open box. All my speakers were open box. The sub was new, and yeah. I had a, I have a refurbished um, receiver. Yeah, amplifier. but people when they come into my house and they see everything that they have, they're like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, did you spend like all of your life savings for all this stuff?" I'm like, nope. "No." <laughs> <laughs> so, did you get anything cool? Um, actually, no. So I, I'm not really a present person. Um, I'm like the Scrooge is in, in the sense that I don't really like to buy presents and uh-huh. I don't like to receive presents. Well, um, that makes it convenient for your loved yeah, ones. Yeah, exactly. And, and sure, a good present I like to receive, but usually presents are a little bit off the mark. So I just rather yeah. not participate. I will say <laughs> it's it's funny, um, but the only present, like present present that I got um, are these shoes from my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Right before we broke up. So they're very nice. And I thank her. You know, they're very nice. They're the Pelodi oh, okay. Drifts, yeah. which um, oh, nice. I love Pelodis. I've, I've now take care of them because you are hard on shoes. Yes, I'm hard on shoes. You're hard on sure. shoes. So there's, yeah. are they still clean? Um, still... Yeah, they're still clean. I'll actually let's see if I can. Well, you them. haven't done a track event yet. They're kind of clean, but yep. Okay, you, oh. you clean your shoes. I think I asked you this before. Do you clean your shoes? I don't know. Oh. They just sort of. You did not just ask him that because he. It's obvious. I, I don't know. He was so proud of the shoe. I thought he might take care of it. He, no, the thing is with Damon, like he loves things and he will take care of things mechanically and be, yeah. but when it comes to cosmetics, cosmetics really. he could care less. <laughs> I can't handle having my, the white part of the shoe scuffed. Oh yeah. And I have cheap shoes, yeah. but I still yeah. clean them. I oh yeah, a, absolutely. I have a, my, my cleaning kit under my sink and I'll go and clean the white because it can't have scuffs on them. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I use, um. You know my detailing stuff that's in the garage, and before I walk mm-hmm. in the house, I um, use the bleach, bleach white. The bleach, uh, oh yeah, that's all awesome. stuff perfect. for the tires. Oh yeah, I actually that's have like perfect. a shoe cleaning kit that I've used a couple times when I've absolutely needed to, but I I don't use it too. Car often. car detailing supplies are great to clean up shoes. Ah, interesting. Like spray detailer and um, bleach white, or what's the blue can? Um, shoot, we have it in the garage. Yeah. But anyways, well, I'll I use give it all it a try. The time. Yeah, and not I'll, blue and, magic. And, no, not blue magic. Um, same thing with all the leather care stuff mm-hmm. that you use for your interior. Use it, it for the leather shoes. Because my old Pelotis do need to be cleaned. There's yeah, a guy so. on Instagram that pops up once in a while on my feed. I don't follow him, but I guess because I've watched his video. And I watch it every time one pops up. He takes, uh, somebody will ship him this raggedy, dirty pair of like, um, Air Jordans. Oh, yes. And indeed. he sits there and he reconditions them. That's and awesome. I love watching that. It's like, that. wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I shouldn't say that I didn't get presents. I actually have like a stack of cards that I still haven't opened yet. <laughs> um, but so um, you brought them inside. I'll report the back next week. Yeah, I brought them inside, the but I didn't open them. So I meant to, and then I just forgot about like it. Like you too, I'm pretty pretty hard to shop for. I'm one of those yeah. persons that just kind of like if I want something, I will. Like I'm very patient in waiting for like a good deal, mm-hmm. but I usually get my stuff like all year long. Yeah. So my kids and Loanne, they're always kind of watching to see what I'm missing or needing. And this time, um, so our family does Elster. You know what Elster is? So Elster? Elster. Elster. Elster.com. Sounds like a made-up game. It's kind of a game. So basically what you can do is set up gift exchanges. So my family, where if you're working, and we're called the Middlebees, and everybody, kind of the cousins, 
they're all the names are put into this list, this wish list, and Elfster generates a match. And so you put this in an app. Uh, it's online, Elfster.com. And then you put in your like I don't know. You can put as many things on you want on your wish list. You know, um, you know, ten, five, whatever. And then the person they match you to sees that list, and then they can go buy you stuff. And we have like our family has a limit of 150 bucks so out of like the two dozen people that are on that we only have to buy one present a really big present mm-hmm. but yeah. only one present and uh christmas eve we <coughs> all get on zoom and we all open it and then we try to guess who did it so anyways um my i so not only is it for the person that you get selected um but then my family also goes on there and sees my list so they can see what has been purchased by my elfster secret santa mm-hmm. and then the other things that are not purchased so it kind of works out like they nice like i needed some new pickleball shoes so they got me the <laughs> they make pic- shoes for pickleball they do oh, a man. very specific pickleball shoe <laughs> wow <laughs> you laugh you laugh i do <laughs> but i'm a terror on the court um but i uh, i saw the ray-ban wayfarer meta glasses that bogdan have and i'm like that would be kind of cool like when i'm riding you know my motorcycle or for my autocross like instead of setting up a gopro or something like that it takes 60 second videos and pretty high definition it's not too expensive it's sunglasses that are very smart they have like an ai function and you can just say hey meta what's the weather outside what's the weather forecast it's pretty cool it's lightweight it doesn't feel bulky like some other ai glasses and of course it's a pretty reputable brand ray-ban connects connects to your phone downloads all the 60 second videos to your phone on the fly so that was um that was a very cool gift from my secret santa but you know every once in a while you get a gift from someone unexpected but you know they thought about it and one of my longtime pca friends pari i'm going to give out a shout out to him he's like dude can i stop by i just want to drop off something to you i'm like okay he drops by all the time and uh he gave me and i'm not you know i'm not a big drinker but he knows me and he put thought into this gift so in 2023 it was the anniversary of hip-hop and nas if you know nas nas did a collaboration with hennessy so he dropped off a bottle of 50 years of hip-hop nas hennessy oh wow which is you know it's not crazy expensive or anything but it's just like one of those gifts i got him like he knows me so well like that was so cool. So that's yeah. one of the, you know, once in a while you get this gift where someone you don't even expect. So you're going to drink it or is that just like on the shelf? For... Uh, no, I told him, I was like, we're going to have to set up some time. You come over and nice. we'll, we'll, we'll break it up. Yeah, it's not it's not expensive <laughs> cognac or anything like what that. What did he like, consider the first song or first group of hip hop? If it's 50 years. Oh, that's a good question. I do not know. So it would be like um Melly that's Mel, that's a good question. You guys got the laptops. But yeah, can you believe it? It's been 50 years. I, try, I was trying to think back. That 50 years of hip-hop. At, uh, Rapper's Delight? Yeah, Rapper's Delight or uh, King Flash, Tim III. Who I would, I would think. Bands, yeah. King Tim III. Crazy, huh? That one. Like, it just like blows your mind that like, hip-hop's been 50 years already. Yeah. Crazy. So anyways, um, I think I should at least... Mention if you uh, would like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, we uh, also have been reading all the comments from the recent videos, and uh, we much appreciate it and love it. And when we see you guys out uh, in person and you follow up on 
comments here. We've also been giving out a lot of those PCA insider decals. Yes. So uh, thank you to the staff here getting those out. I think it's Charlotte. Charlotte, yes. Charlotte, if you send an email in and uh, the reply, if you don't notice, it comes from our own Charlotte, our lovely Charlotte. Mm-hmm. The manager of member services. And we're sending them out internationally, too. She's yes. sending them out yes. wherever. Well, I mean, we still have a supply. So <clears throat> if you want um, a set, just email podcast. Will at we send PCA. them out to prisons? To what? Prisons? I don't think so. Well, I don't know that I want a PCA. I know we don't send sticker. Panorama out to prisons. Yeah. But what are we, why not? I don't, I don't know. We could get just, reputation. You, you Just in case we you know ever what? find I'm ourselves create, in prison, I'm we could create say. Manny posters, <laughs> and I'm going to send them to prisons. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen worse. I've seen worse. <laughs> so here's something I found out that uh, not Porsche related, but just blew my mind. Um, so we go uh, shopping yesterday to the grocery store for like the 20th time in four days. Um, and my wife says, uh, oh, I want to stop and get the bagels because it was like early in the morning at Panera, mm. which is right next to the Wegmans. And so we stop and I go, I'll go in with you. And as we're at the register, I look down and I see this warning sign for their lemonade. It, you guys go to Panera? Yeah, but I've Sometimes, never seen a warning label for lemonade. That's what I said. I I was like, and I, I, I kind of, I kind of chuckled to myself, and I said, "What is this uh, warning label for lemonade?" Had you heard about it? I had not heard oh, about yeah. it. And Roxanne goes, "Oh yeah," he goes, "She goes, pick up, pick up, you died from it." Lemonade? Yes, and I'm like, "What?" She had a heart well, condition. It's um, char- it's called charged lemonade. Mm-hmm. It's caffeine, caffeinated lemonade, which I would never have thought the lemonade would be caffeinated. It has a ton of caffeine. It has but more this is, than this is something they created, kind of like a Red Bull. Well, yeah, so in a sense, sure, yeah, yeah. but yeah. they weren't. Uh, I guess people didn't understand what it was. So she said originally it was just where you could go up and fill, refill it yourself. You know where the regular lemonade is. Oh my yeah. goodness! Not, not now it's behind the counter, uh, but it's uh, it has more than uh, there's Robert showing it more than uh, Red Bull and more than Monster. I think it was like three hundred. Uh, I don't want to get it's this a lot wrong. of caffeine. That's like uh, anyways, there's uh, three hundred and ninety milligrams of uh, caffeine, and of course if you get the big cup. You like know, the so big gulp. Yeah. yeah, and you can go back for refills because I know if I'm drinking lemonade, I'm not thinking I got to worry about caffeine. Yeah. And uh, I better worry about cardiac Brown. arrest. He, he's a big <laughs> lemonade drinker. So if yeah. you do go to Panera, we like their food. We go there a lot. Uh, never occurred to me that the lemonade now it's supposed supposedly behind why, the counter. Yeah. Why do you need charged lemonade? I, well, I don't know. If people think, well, it has a little kick, you know, like a oh, cup instead, of coffee. Instead of drinking coffee, maybe. maybe. I mean, okay. if I buy a Red Bull, I don't think I'm going to have a cardiac arrest. Well, if you have a heart problem. So what happened was that um, there was a uh, a young lady with a heart condition, I think, in her early oh. 20s, college student. And um, she knew there was caffeine in it, but I guess just not quite how much from what I've read. And uh, it caused her to have cardiac arrest or something, I believe. And oh. she, she passed away. That's terrible. So, yeah. Oh. Anyways, I thought that was uh, – see, you didn't uh, know either. I didn't know. That's yeah, crazy. Roxanne said, oh, yeah, it was in the news. And I was like, I did not see a thing about this yeah. until uh, – Yeah. So that's my uh, – public service announcement just be careful when you're ordering yeah exactly. <laughs> charge lemonade if you have an issue with the uh, heart and caffeine so we we didn't travel and most of my family went to las vegas uh so we had a pretty quiet christmas and loann wanted me to watch ted lasso and i had never watched it before and you were mm-hmm. talking about it earlier apple it's a great show. It's a great show. No wonder a bunch of people So you are kind of like Ted Lasso, you are learning a lot about football. Eh, yeah. Did you know they called yeah. it a pitch? Not <laughs> a field? Called... No, I didn't know that. Do you, yeah. you watch that in the show? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> and they're so not all the same size. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he he says he goes 
it's the same field that you played in before. And the guy shakes his head. No. <laughs> he goes, it's not. <laughs> he goes, no. He's so funny. He's so like bright eyed and just, yeah. you know, so positive. Another show that I came across that you probably won't be surprised. I liked a lot. It's called swap shop. Yeah. That's been around for a while there. Oh, it has. Huh? Oh man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I've, I haven't watched it. My kids have that count. To There's also Netflix a show stuff. called honeymooners. If you haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ted Lasso is great, but Ted Lasso, um, I had to, stop watching give myself a break because it's almost too positive uh, <laughs> like it's 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 that you need positive. to watch larry david it. then and you can, yeah, yeah exactly yeah i loved it so anyways we're only on season two so who knows if i'll get a chance to finish yeah it. i saw so much yeah. on, on uh, apple tv i was like i'm not i'm gonna be useless for the next two days yeah watching these uh shows all right so maybe uh robert you want to throw up the newsletters and just remind people to head to pca.org and sign up for e-break news, sign up for performance news, and of course, Mart Fresh news. Just head over to PCA.org. Oh, what so I did something week? car related last week. Evidently, you guys didn't. I did. What'd you do? I went to TPC Racing's new headquarters. Well, did you take pictures? No, I didn't, because I want to go over there Jeez. and we're gonna official. It's 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 not. You know, the shows on YouTube. It's so not gotta... worthy to take photos yet because they literally just moved in, and it's just kind of. A lot of stuff is everywhere. So let's give them a chance to pretty it up, and then we'll go over and take pictures. But it's an amazing facility. It is ginormous. And, mm. like, you know me, like, I'm just thinking of how much stuff they can store. But, honestly, just the amount of, <coughs> excuse me, the number of, I think they have probably close to 10 lifts. and. Wow. Just it was tons a small of shop room. they had beforehand. Very oh, it was small. a tiny shop. Yeah, really it small. is a polar opposite of the shop they had it is huge it is new it is thought out for um you know what they do and it's just it's going to be world class so yeah i didn't want to take pictures yesterday just because they just i mean literally they're they have boxes everywhere because they just had to move out of their old location drop it in the new location meanwhile still work so i think over the next couple of weeks they'll make it pretty and they'll invite us over so congratulations to Mike Levitis, Tom Chan, and the crew at TPC Racing for their new headquarters, just about a mile down from where they were at. But it's they are secluded, so they can be as loud as they want, but they're still very close to 95, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's state-of-the-art. When you see it, you'll be thoroughly impressed. Yeah, definitely. So what car stuff did you do? Uh, we went to Cars and Coffee, and uh, very good turnout. The weather was... Uh... Uh, not not bad at all, considering it's uh, almost the end of December. It's been very warm. But uh, a member brought a uh, the car. The car. Oh. What color do you think that is? That green? looks like uh, that's. It's not British racing green, but it's certainly a green. So uh, I sent Robert a link. NATO olive green. Oh. Uh, Dan McNally, who was here before. Uh, uh, when it shows before, he's great at picking colors. I never wow. even heard of this color, yeah. so I had to look it up, and it is NATO, like at the uh, you know, the government uh, alliance, yeah. uh, and it's named that because that's the color on their trucks. It's a very nice. Very cool. I was going to say, I wonder if that's allowed in in Russia, but they probably don't sell Porsches in Russia right now. Well, it's a PTS color. It's very <laughs> expensive, so yeah. I uh, don't think uh, if you can afford that, you're probably a high up person yeah. in Russia. Yeah, I feel I like. And it's a five bucket. Yeah. I was like, I wish I would have known that because I would have taken more pictures. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, it's actually going to. I think he said his home is in Vail, maybe. Oh man. He lives in Maryland, but he has a. Uh, is he in home. the military? No. See, like, I, I don't know. 
Just like I wouldn't rock camouflage. Like, That's not camouflage. Well, I know. Cool color. Is, it awesome. is a cool color. But because of the NATO ties, like I feel like I'd have to be have some kind of ties to the middle. Yeah, that's a politically charged car. No, no, bit. I don't think it's politically <laughs> no, charged. I just no. think it's you know like that relation. I don't know, or maybe I if think I like, it's just. I mean, the I fact like that I'm, I'm green colorblind, so I can only see some shades of green, but I could see that. Can you see that color green? Yeah, I could see. It. I thought it was Irish green, oh, but uh, it's a very um, beautiful color. Yeah, I didn't realize that color existed or the name, so I looked it up on our own Rainbow site. If you haven't been to it, Rainbow.org, R-E-N-N-B-O-W. And sure enough, we already had it in there. Super rare. And uh, it's a five-bucket color. And I oh. thought, oh, my God, I actually got to see. I think there's only a handful of uh, five-bucket colors, which is the rarest of the rare uh, colors. So, Very yeah, cool. that was uh, that was a highlight of uh So that is a local owner, but that car is going to go to Colorado. Local owner. I think it only had like 500 and some miles on it. Yeah. Uh, like you said, he's going to take it out uh, west for the winter. Um, Speaking of the Dakar, I read somebody somebody's comment online how they kind of um, slammed Porsche for making that car. And I'm just like, I can't believe people say stuff like that when they've probably never even been in one. Yeah. And I've got to say, I've always liked the idea of that car. But after being in that car, running up a mountain over stuff that I don't think I would take my Cayenne on, mm-hmm. like that is a legit off-road car. Yeah, so, for sure. Like it's funny when I read stuff like that. Oh, you know, can't believe you know Porsche made yeah. something like so that. The I mean, owner just... uh, told me he's taking it off road. Good for him. A little bit. It's yeah. capable. Um, it's super. He said capable. the tires are great on the street. He was very impressed with it. He said uh, it, it's a good all around car, and uh, he was very happy with the purchase of it. Yeah, I so mean, it's definitely a car that follows a trend. But I, I mean, to be honest, I don't mind if a manufacturer follows a trend that you know is, is a sure. good trend a cool trend absolutely you know like that's the only reason i can think somebody wouldn't want that built i think that, that car would be perfect hard, for you unquote. because that's oh, one yeah. of, that's one of those cars where you just beat it yeah and the more yeah. dirty it gets the like that just adds yeah. to the patina. If, if i could afford one of those to daily drive sure that would be my daily driver for for it's a long a cool time <laughs> it's such a cool car and yeah. i wrote an article and you break for you break news that in 2012 they built this car was called a vision yep and uh at the time uh they didn't feel there was a market for it but if you look back at the two, if you just google vision uh porsche or vision 911 it's very similar to what they came out with the car so it's not really a trend because now um, i know 100 percent our safari 911 video is what kicked off the safari trend you know well, i shouldn't say our video but leaking yeah. Lee Lee plus yeah. the video yeah and uh, our video was 2014, 2015, I believe. So that was I would say when Lee after. brought that car, his uh, off-road safari car, to Rensport, mm-hmm. yeah. and he parked it up on the hill. Uh, I don't. I think he just parked, looked at an opportunity, left it there, and everyone went nuts because we hadn't yeah. seen yeah. A, uh, a off-road nine eleven. Well, we like hadn't that. seen anything like that since what Paris Dakar. Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah, but that'd be the factory Rothman's right, cars. Yeah. But this was like a street car. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't have decals or anything. It was just to lift it, yeah. and it, and it wasn't like a cartoonish. Uh, you know, when they stick big monster truck tires on a nine fourteen. Yeah. and lift it up. This was like really well done. And yeah, yeah. It got so like I wasn't said. really in the Porsche scene during the pre Dakar, but like, did people see cars like that back then and try to? Because like you know, you see the people doing that now like if they see a factory effort doing something but it's not made available to buy people kind of make their own so many in the 80s did people do that to their cars or were they not no. following it no you didn't, was, see, uh, you didn't see any of that i mean it certainly is- wasn't uh back in the 80s i think they remember 
everyone was trying to black things out the euro look Ah, they were taking okay. chrome trim, yeah. sanding it, and painting it black. Yeah. Of course, now we shudder at all these bumpers that were destroyed. Yeah. The chrome taken off to be all that all, all black look. Huh. It uh, wasn't, uh, oh, it was almost the opposite. They wanted it low, not uh, high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Got any? Um, Get your car done? I'm still waiting on the IPD plenum. Yeah. So, um, no, I haven't gotten it done. Uh, apparently, it's supposed to arrive tomorrow. So oh, okay. we'll see. Um, you know, from there, it's just um, take off the current plenum, take the AC compressor out, the last bolt on one of the hard lines, and then um, put the new one in. And it should be pretty easy just to get everything back together. Yeah. Um, so so we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, no car work, nothing. Um, I guess all the only thing I did last week really was I hung out with a couple friends on Christmas Eve, and then before that on Friday I had a friend from elementary that I met in preschool. Um, and when we graduated high school, two thousand six, he was oh seven. I haven't seen him since then. Wow, and, uh, he's a pilot for United, huh. so he was on layover in Baltimore. So we just hung out and I showed him around. That's cool. But um, but yeah, as far as car work, nothing. Um, New Year's resolutions, haven't really thought about it, but, um, if I were to, yeah, I'd have to think about that a little more. I'll get back to you next week. Well, I know you probably want to get your car ready for the autocross yeah, yeah. season. Well, I know that. I don't think I have to make a resolution to, to yeah. do that. I just have to get the parts in and start working on it again. Yeah. How about you, Manny? So, I said this last year and I hope to do it this year. Uh-huh. Get my wheels painted. Ah, and, and I got the wheel sitting in a garage in a very inconvenient place because I, my my shins hit them every time I get out of the boxster. You would think that'd be enough for me to pick them up, put them in a suburban, and take them. I was but about I to still say, have let's it. let's <clears throat> let's get them done. Send them to uh, Sam at Rim Renew. Are we talking about my wheels or yeah. nine fourteen? Uh, hey 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 hey, <laughs> your <laughs> wheels. That's a much easier project. Rim Renew, Sam. He's up by um, security yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. Just yeah. a matter of. Uh, uh, putting it in there and driving it over. Yeah, but, I got I got to go see him anyway. I've got a set of Civic SI wheels that he's redoing for me. Well, for Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Jason, he uh, came home from school and he is really driving the Civic and driving a manual now. Nice. And he's not smooth yet, but I told him it just comes with time. And yep. you know, a he, Civic, so he, no. So the wheels are Civic SI 2000 Civic SI wheels, but they fit on the Honda Fit. On the fit, gotcha. Yeah. So I nice. wanted a stock look, but same size, but a little bit different. He could care well, less. A car that your son doesn't drive because he's, he's in Utah. School. He's in Utah, so so I drive it when he's not here. So you know, the hubcaps just aren't <laughs> <laughs> enough anymore. That's but funny. Um, yeah, so for me, as far as resolutions, oh, man, it's tough. Sell to... some cars? No, no, no. Well, maybe we probably do have to get rid of that. 400 and some thousand mile Corolla at some point, but I will. I get, would lay money down that a year from now that I car will, is I still will, in I, the Gwyn household. I will get rid of that when my daughter gets a new car. But unlike me, my daughter is just like, she's like, no, I don't want to get a car yet. I want to start my job and see how my finances are. Like, she's so responsible. She's amazing. But at the same time, I'm just like, well, I know you need a car. You're going to have a three day three-day commute and you need to be in a nicer car she's like i'm just gonna take the odyssey 
for the first month or so, or I'll take the I'll take the BMW. I'll take whatever car you give me, and then I will just drive and see how it goes. She has AAA, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So she's you know she's much wiser funny, than her I, father. You know, when I uh, was around her age, you know, having a car was like the first thing before you got a job, right? Well, she has a car <laughs> to she drive. Has cars to she drive, has cars so. to drive. So yeah, she's 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 all about saving that money. And uh, yeah, well, that's like, good. It's it's so good. It didn't matter. I had cars to drive too, but I wanted a specific car. So it was uh, <clears throat> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't responsible as her. So unlike her. Uh, I guess my resolution for the year is to find my dream car so that I can get it ready and unveil it in October. So, either... so it sounds like you have, uh, you know what your dream car is. You just oh, don't yeah. own it yet. I've said it before. I just don't own it yet. It's either a 356, A, B, or C, depending on how much money. And then, if not then, a 64 Impala. What's a 64 Impala that you'd be willing to spend money on costs? Much less than a 356, which is why the Impala well, is probably leading the charge. So you can get a <clears throat> nice driving, restored Impala hardtop on airbags for about 35. <laughs> wow, on airbags, on airbags. I don't, I don't want hydraulics. Hydraulics is can be cool for about 10 minutes, but you know they just ride so hard. I want something that will lay flat, but also be very comfortable Cadillac light and just low and slow. Now they look like pretty pretty big cars. They're huge cars. Okay. Now your next question is where are you going to keep that car? Well, I guess in your uh, warehouse. Yeah, but the problem is I have friends that take up space in there so I've got to juggle things. The car uh, so big this that is, you can't fit it into This this is all part of 2024 <laughs> plan figuring out how the puzzle pieces fit. <laughs> Man, he's just shaking his head. Yeah. Now, have they gone up in value, gone down? Well, or? that's the thing is, unlike 356s, the market for Impalas, I think, have actually gotten kind of soft. Hmm. So it kind of leads the way. But, you know, never fear. Yeah. I'm still looking at 356s. And I had mentioned it. Uh, why, why do you want airbags uh, on the. Versus like a, a stock. Uh, I just 64? love. I love a lowered flattened out so that's the only way you can lower it is in airbags oh you can do static but then it's always low and then you you know have the it either so rides he wants hard. to slam it onto the ground when it's parked and when then parked. It or, or like when, when, when you just drives, cru- right? when you're cruising on the highway you can yeah. lower it keep it low but then when you go into a parking lot or driveways you can air it up and make it you know because i have yeah. enough cars where low I, have, I, I have enough cars where i go at a 45 degree angle over speed bumps yeah so this one would not necessarily and what's low ends uh Opinion on this. She does not want an Impala because she knows how big so it is. So we're looking at 356s. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 356. I would love a 356, but that market just keeps getting further and further away. And I know here, here's the other thing is I have this rebuilt 356 motor that's probably worth, what did you say, Manny, half the cost of my Impala? About 10000 maybe twelve. Yeah. I think more than that. A rebuilt 356 1600s motor now that's 1720 i think 15 easily 15. Right, 15 15 so if i sold that then i pay for half of well, you got to sell it you got to sell it i got to sell what the motor i know i have yeah. to sell the motor but no no you say that but i uh, guarantee in a year from now you're going to have whatever car you bought plus this motor yeah. plus the corolla you think you know me so well oh man. i do what's the last car you sold uh, <laughs> the Mazda pickup truck. That was oh, a while ago. That was a while ago. <laughs> was a while I think ago. I had hair back then. 
Yeah, Why did you I have, sell that? You one? haven't sold the BMW yet, the uh, 5 series. No. And that that, that is, I I thought you would sell that at some point. No, it's a great daily driver. <laughs> They're <laughs> all great daily drivers. Why is this turning into an intervention? <laughs> all right, let's get into videos. Yep. yep. Oh, well, let, let me let me uh, you got right one more? before you disappear. So uh uh Scott Johnson who is a uh, member uh photographer oh, too. I heard about this. He um posted up on the uh, on this chat we have his car um that he, he he bought from another member in our club. It's an eighty seven nine eleven Carrera. So when I was searching for my nine eleven, which would have been back in ninety six, I think, uh, a guy named Chip who was in the region was selling this car, and at the time he was selling it on our little newsletter, uh, our, our little region newsletter, and it was red. It had it was an eighty seven Carrera. It was red. Yeah, Robert brings That's it up like on the screen. That's like the iconic 80s yes. 911. Beautiful. Car. It was a beautiful car. Low mile. I think I had like maybe 30-some thousand miles wow. on it. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and I farted around, farted around, and when I decided, yes, I'm going to pull the trigger and buy a 911, he sold it. And I found that he, he sold it to Scott. Oh, and you I, were going to buy I think it. I actually called Scott up and offered him like $1,000 more, and he could make a quick profit, but he was in love with it too, yeah. so he stayed with it. And then he sold it uh, a few years later. Uh, uh, I can't remember the reason, but uh, life came, life happens, and he sold it. And anyways, this came back up on bring a trailer, this exact car, the one he uh, he sold, the one I wanted. He knows because of the VIN. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and And it sold uh, for almost a hundred thousand. So we, I think it was thirty thousand, maybe or thirty two thousand back in uh, I think ninety six. Oh wow! And now it's uh, up to ninety five. Obviously, that that makes sense. My my uncle's Ars America in ninety nine was thirty five grand, I believe it was, and he sold it. You know, in twenty. So the fifty six entry may be high, but I don't think you're going to lose money on it. Yeah. it's I mean, 2024 one. is probably the best year to buy one, actually, because classic car values, you know, they're not cratering, but they're kind of leveling off, you know, according to Haggerty, at least, That's leveling off hoping. to uh, pre-pandemic levels yeah. in 2024. They're still going down, and they're just going to flatline and stay stay where they are if Haggerty's right. Yeah. So The funny thing, though, had I bought that car, and this is, I guess, the way fate works, uh-huh. um, so I didn't buy it. I couldn't buy the car. I kept on looking for a G-model uh and 911s suddenly it was the world that was against me only targas and cabriolets and i wanted mm-hmm. a coupe couldn't find a coupe to save my life until i uh and i was and this is before the internet so i'm faxing from based on the dupont registry ads <laughs> i'm faxing all these dealers saying i'm looking for 87 89 preferably guards red 911 carrera this many miles couldn't find anything i faxed it to champion porsche they faxed back and they said we just had a 90 traded in this many miles, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, God, oh, 964s are kind of ugly. I don't want a 964. Oh, no. But my friend was like, uh, no, you'll love it. You'll love it. Uh, get it. Such a, a more advanced car than the G uh, model. And so I ended up buying it, which I was glad because had I bought the 87, it was so nice. I don't think I would have uh, ended up taking it to driver's ed, mm-hmm. racing it. So it was interesting. And I thought to myself, because I bought the 964, it was in great shape. But, uh, uh, you know, I didn't think twice about taking it to driver's ed and then eventually started club racing it and so on and forth. So my PCA life would have taken a whole different path if I would have bought this 87. Uh, so it was, everything think, happens for a reason, they say. I don't think I've ever heard you kind of say that you wanted a guards red car at some point because you've always been synonymous with white cars. Well, I had a guards red. You know, my first car was my 924. That was Oh, that red. was guards red. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay. I got so many tickets. 
Yeah. And I was convinced it was red because when I got the white car, I never got, uh, well, I got a few tickets, but not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, I got in big trouble with the wife because uh, <laughs> thanks to Hartford County government where I live, um, I got two red light tickets oh. in the same red light coming and going. Oh, <laughs> same day? Seventy-five dollars each. Oh my gosh! Oh, man. She was not happy when it came in the mail. Did you not make a full stop? Is that why? Well, I told her. I said this is BS because I was in the intersection when it turned red. Oh, I when, see. that's mm. like the free zone. At the, it is the free zone. Uh, it should be if, free if you're zone. already in, once you cross the line. Cross the line. Yeah, you exactly. You were so in probably. The, I, I looked up. I look up all the time to see because they give you a nice photo, yeah. don't they? Yes. And so they still gave you a ticket even though you were in the intersection? They, they, it must be like a money-grabbing thing for the them. timing was off. That, that was a big thing, actually, with oh. red light cameras over the years. Huh. I think San Diego had I an issue I remember Baltimore it. City had an issue where uh, they had to recall their cameras because they were giving – It's a se- believe it's a separate company that takes care of sure. this. Mm-hmm. And in Baltimore City, uh, there was a, it, it became um, infamous because this guy had a picture. They sent him a picture. He's standing with the brake light on. Not even moving at the intersection, and uh-huh. he gets a ticket yeah. for running a red light. And they started researching and found out that uh, these red light cameras were all broken, oh. but they're firing out these all these tickets, revenue generating. Wow. So, which is why we don't have red light cameras in Baltimore. Or no, they brought them back. They brought they, them but back. they were a long time where not they didn't only do have they them. Ha- so they and like in D.C. they have red light cameras, they have mm. speed cameras, and they have uh, turn turning right cameras. So if you don't come <laughs> to a stop and turn right. It also will ticket you. Yeah, interesting. And I don't know if this is true, but I've always heard that the companies that own the the companies own the cameras, and they go to let's say the government and say, "Hey, we Mm -hmm. will install these cameras. You don't have to pay a cent." But then every ticket generated, you get a percentage. Robert said it's Xerox. Wow, man! I think the same thing with Easy Pass. Easy Pass is a separate company, so they basically. Take care of the administrative work and uh, any of the uh, hardware and whatnot. Um, because the Easy Pass also, we had an issue in Baltimore. Maybe it was um, nationwide, but I know Baltimore they had an issue. Yeah. Um, I remember so, that they were double counting or something yeah. when you cross through a a toll or something. So I'm like a that, victim yeah. here, not a uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the criminal, not the criminal. All right, you want to go to videos now? Uh, yeah, so our our latest video um, that isn't the podcast is the a drive of three fifty six number one, um, and it was kind of funny how this worked out. Uh, we were this was had to have been Wednesday before Rentsport Reunion Seven started, and I was off shooting a video with Tech Art, and I received a text from Bassem Wasef, who is a Panorama contributor and also the guy who's driving the car in our video here um, asking, Hey, uh, I'm going to be driving 356.1 in a few hours. Do you want to come and make a video of it? Yeah. And, you know, of course, Bogdan and I were together and we, uh, we said yes. And we went there and, um, you know, Johnny Lieberman had just gotten of motor trend had just finished his drive and was walking away and talking to Bassam. Bassam hopped in, strapped the GoPros on, he drove a lap and then we went back out again to the, walk around location in front of the beach wow what and a yeah i think it was one and a half hours and you know Ale- alexander klein the museum um chief i'll call him chief of the cars yeah. uh that are in the museum and and Bassam just knocked out this really nice video um where i think 
if you're not a hardcore Porsche fan, you probably haven't heard some of the things that um, Alex talked about with the car. And yeah. I mean, I hadn't heard some of the things as well. But very interesting video, a nice primer on Porsche's first Porsche. And when I say that, it's the first street car that was built by the company Porsche yeah. as a Porsche. Not, right. you know, the loaner Porsche was not a Porsche per se. Um, the hybrid in the early 1900s. Um, but yeah, this is the first one that wore the Porsche logo and was road registered and uh, mid-engined before the 356 went rear-engined. So very cool video. Um, check it out if you want to learn about Porsche history. Now, Manny, that's the car that came to the Hershey Parade, correct? The, it's the, the real one. The real one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not what's the, the, so well, there's so many. Uh, there. So this one is the real number one car, yes. but it is not in the form of what number one was originally they built they have another car at the museum where they built it and it's quote unquote a replica but it's more accurate to mm. the original number one like the original number one has a bench seat these have two yeah. seats the back end of the real number one is a little bit different because this car was the like, wheel wells are, are larger on it yeah it was a swiss guy so porsche sold this prototype really um to yeah. a swiss customer who daily drove it for several years from 19 i'm sure 40 something until 1957 when he sold it back to porsche but in the meantime um i believe he was rear-ended or mm. something like that but and a swiss customer was responsible for a lot of porsche sales mm -hmm. so he was like if you can imagine a, a, a 19 circle person like uh -huh. one of the top uh, yeah and uh so they would give him first shot and actually they would let him drive prototypes to get his opinion because he oh, would write cool. to the factory uh that's how he got the he would write to the factory and say, I like this, but I don't like this. So the factory ended up sending him cars and saying, here, tell us what you think about this car. And he would write down uh, oh, very wow. articulate um, uh, feelings and suggestions on the cars. So, yeah, like Damon said, uh, he ended up selling it back. But I think what's even more interesting is that while this is number one, number two was already built. And they knew mm -hmm. they wouldn't build a mid-engine car. It was mm -hmm. just too expensive. Yeah. So 356 number two, which we saw at the uh it would have been 2012 maybe when we went to germany and the, for the clubs and they had um um they had the tycon uh prototype emission e but they also had the street 56 and not many people looked at but that was number two mm -hmm. and that was the one that uh erwin commenda uh, designed and they knew this would become the production car the 56 we all know and love now um so number one and number two, um, from what Alex was saying, were actually testing together mm -hmm. on the road. Yep. So it was what they were doing was trying to figure out, you know, uh, do we want mid-engine or do we want rear-engine? And obviously, two extra. Seats. I think it was production yeah. cost was just mm -hmm. uh, too high on the mid mid-engine. What they said, what he said was that production cost wouldn't. He he almost said you can just turn the drivetrain around and it like fits up really well. So it was more about the space in the um, the having back seats yeah. was the main thing. Yeah. So Al Alexander doesn't think that the production cost was all that much more for the mid-engine, but it was just the usability. Man, I wonder what it was like to drive. I've, and I've never seen under the front. The front. Have you ever driven a non-seeker transmission? Uh, I've never. I'm trying to think if I have or You not. would know. You had a double clutch. You had the double clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I could double clutch. I've practiced double cl clutching, so I think I could I could do it on a f first drive, but I don't oh. think I would be able to do it well. Very cool. And that's what, like 35, 40 horsepower? So also, other thing, um, this car originally came with a 1.1 liter, 
And uh, what they have in the car for the journalist is the 1.5 liter from the 356 SL of 1951. So mm. it, it's just a little bit easier to drive. Right. So I actually don't know. Um, but I want to say it's like 50-ish horsepower in the yeah. 1.5. Probably yeah, a lot, but less they still than have the original one. engine, though. I, I they think do. They, they still have the original yeah. engine. Um, I guess the exhaust that's hooked up to the 1.5 is the same exhaust, yeah. or very similar. You said the because the SL had a 1.1. It was in that class. So what Alexander Klein told me, it was one and a half liters, and I remember Rob uh, Rod Emery saying maybe, it was maybe one and a, a uh, maybe a uh, later version, but I remember it ran in the 1100 cc and it beat. It beat oh, yeah, the cars right. in 1500 cc. You're uh, right. You're right. So they they must have taken a later one. Yeah, you're right. So the the 1.1 wasn't the S- SL, and that would have been a 46 horsepower engine. And it ran on did it run on methanol? No, I'm uh, not sure about that. But one. anyways, it was uh yeah. I kept on thinking that must have been like flat out on the straights. Yeah, with yeah. that little horsepower on that yeah. little well, engine. Well, maybe we found like a, a little error there, um, because in the video it obviously says you know that it's a 1.5 from the SL, and I. I I loaded a picture up of the SL. Maybe a later SL, or at some but, point he put an SL yeah. in it. I'm not an expert on the SL models, but I remember yeah. that it, it won its uh, 1.1 class. Yep. So, so it has more than 46 horsepower right now. Mm. <laughs> Very cool. Yep. And then you got to drive what I think is one of the most amazing modern 911s. Manny and I spent some time behind the wheel in Germany in a Targa 4 GTS. Yep. So I drove that, and it was Hendersonville, North Carolina, uh, that day, and it was a, a member, a local Carolina, Carolina's region member, uh, their car. And I love GTSs. Um, we got to drive, you know, at Barber Motorsport, the GTS coupes in both mm-hmm. manual and PDK form. And uh, any G- GTS I've driven is just, it's they're amazing. They have ton of power they handle really well and that's what porsche focuses on with the gts is a little more power and probably even more handling um and the target Poor gts basically gives you that the difference is is that the target Poor gts only comes with the regular pasm suspension whereas the coupe comes standard with sport pasm which is lower and stiffer so if you are looking for a slightly more livable GTS, but you still want a lot of the advantages that a GTS gives. Mm-hmm. Um, a Targa 4 is the way to go. Um, I forget if the Cabriolet was offered with Sport Passim um, or if it came standard only with the, the regular Passim, but the Targa 4 GTS only gets regular Passim probably because it's heavier. You know, there's a lot more stuff going on and um, you the can ro- feel the road, that. It's... The roads that you were driving there, yeah. that's the perfect car. Yeah, to, it to is. To put that top back and just enjoy yeah. the fall foilage. And I haven't met roads. a Targa owner who doesn't love his car. No. Yeah. yeah. It's like every Targa owner I've ever met absolutely loves the yeah. uh, uh, the car. It was interesting in the comments on the video when somebody said, I was always told that uh, GTS has only came with center lock and mine has five. And I think that it did come with center lock as standard, but you could opt. You could option five. Because when yeah. we opt, we did the 60th Club Coupe. I remember telling them I didn't want center lock. I wanted uh, five bolt. And they were like, you sure? Because it comes standard. And I said, yeah. nope, I want five bolt. And so yeah. they, it, wasn't, it wasn't a big deal to switch it to five bolt. But it just yeah. makes it more livable for, you yeah. know. It's almost like the enthusiast spec if you have five bolt, even though the, the center lug is kind of... You would think is the enthusiast motorsport way, but like you, you try and get that off at the track. Yeah. You know, if you you get a flat or <laughs> to bring that six foot, yeah, torque wrench. Yeah. I wonder how many uh, 
roadside assistance. If you well, you don't have a spare tire, so maybe that's even a moot point. Yeah, um, just to, to take it off. Head. I just wonder how tire shops are equipped. Tire shops you probably, probably just don't go to. Probably not. I wouldn't take it to Mister Tire. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> what, what a what a regular tire shop have the uh, capacity. I, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. To they take might, off. but I I don't know if I would trust that. Yeah. Yeah. Just based especially, on yeah. not not just Mister Tire, any just regular old tire shop. Yeah, especially if you have ceramic Tiramis. brakes and people. Oh yeah, tossing the wheels on and off and not being careful. Mm-hmm. You want somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess the next one was the Tech Tactics Live that we had. AGM batteries. Yep. Yeah. Which went very well. I was. Yeah. Uh, I learned a lot. Yes, yeah, so I did. I and um, Ben Tweed, our guest, uh, was very knowledgeable. Um, and uh, I think educated a lot of people. So much so, I like some of the comments near the end where they were like, I got to go plug in my car because uh, uh, you don't want to let an AGM battery die, yeah. uh, go empty. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was uh, in fact, I got a couple emails uh, this morning. I was reading where people, I did an article for eBreak News about it. And so they must have read the article and were asking uh, questions about the batteries. So nice. It's uh, everyone's got to replace the battery. It's. Uh, Although I like the the one person said they had twenty two years out of an Optima, that's and I was like, you should contact that Optima and yeah. tell them to buy it back because they can study yeah. how you Why got twenty two years. Yeah, it's right? got to be that's incredible. Twenty two yeah. years out of a yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, granted, an Optima is like an AGM, but mm-hmm. still, that's a long yeah, time. That's a long time. What I found out is I had a battery in my Fox Body Mustang that was probably ten years old, and I always kept it on a trickle charger and so you know i don't really drive that thing very far what i noticed was at the end of its life you'll get in the car it would fire right up because it was on a trickle charger but then if i drove it around i noticed it wouldn't like it would start a little bit slower mm-hmm. and then i put it back on the trickle charger the next time i went out to you know to the uh to the car and started it always fired up like with full power but yeah. it was because it was on the trickle charger. It kind of fooled me thinking that my battery was going to be good for yeah. it. Do your maintainers have an AGM switch? So I have a – yeah, actually they do. All yeah, of them mine have, don't. Mine do. Yeah. I got battery – fairly new battery tenders. Mine, mine has like a um, – I think My it's, battery tender, it automatically says AGM. Yeah, yeah mine AGM. don't. Yeah, mine has like a button that you can cycle through. I mean, none of my cars need an AGM. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they don't have AGM on it. Yeah. But I did – I think on the video I kind of confessed. I did the – bad thing of letting my agm you know in my cayenne die a couple of times yeah and that a no AGM, name a no AGM. name a no name yeah. agm died a couple of times it lasted like three years yeah so, anyways keep them charged and you'll be just fine all right on to the news this one a lot sport. of sports stuff sports stuff <laughs> so i'm just gonna kick it over to you man you pronounce it the uh, pitcher's name nope nope come on not even gonna try what is oh, uh, shohei yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Ah, very good. Very good, yeah. What position does he play? Uh, he plays baseball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say as well. He's a pitcher. He's a pitcher. Uh, yes. He's, but was in the news because I think it was a 700 and some million dollar contract he signed. Wow. Yeah. Uh, of which one. majority is deferred. Yeah. So their baseball is a cap, and uh, the way to get around this cap is they defer. So basically his uh, retirement accounts uh, is secured. Anyways, uh, he um, wanted to, he he ran a number. Was it seventeen? I hope I, don't, I probably got it wrong. Yeah, it was seventeen. Seventeen was it? Mm-hmm. And uh, it belonged to another player, uh, Joe Kelly, and his wife 
uh, Joe Kelly's wife started a campaign to get Shoei to come to the Dodgers. Oh. To sign with the Dodgers. And, uh, and uh, so as a thank you for giving up his 17 number, because uh, uh, <laughs> Joe Kelly said that's the only way he's ever going to make it to the Hall of Fame is his number. Oh, it used on, to be on, his on number him, yeah. being retired because he knows the show is, is such a great pitcher. So she gifted the wife a new Tycon. Oh. And I don't know if Porsche gave him a discount, but boy, did they get a lot of coverage. Yes, they did. Because for like three days, that's all you saw in the news. It's a shame this video wasn't longer because it's only, uh, what, 14 seconds long. And you just see her peer out and says, what? And the guy says, it's a gift from Shoei. Wow. And, uh, that's cool. Anyways, uh, yeah, the Dodgers uh, will look very interesting uh, in 2024 with some of their um, acquisitions and signings. So, um, All right, yeah. so you promised you're going to not make fun of me. So is it me or are there a lot of Japanese baseball players that are pitchers? Because it seems um, like I've heard of other Japanese. Recently, but not, they, it's all positions. We've all positions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember Japanese Ikaro? Really strong. Say what? Ikaro? Uh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know specifics, but Japan has a, um, I guess, really good baseball program. Yeah. Kind of like what Cuba and some of the yeah, and, uh, other Latin American countries. Central South yeah. America. And uh, yeah, but Japanese have been playing pro baseball for a long since yeah. the 40s. Yeah. Cool. All right. The next one is a pretty interesting article. Daku Yun. only for $3,200 sold. Yeah. How do you not think this is not going to fail on you you buy a i think i was just talking to portion. somebody saying how many fake uh cars are fake meaning that they copy the car and um sell it and this was a direct copy nothing new i just been out for a while that there's companies that copy the porsches no 911s that i saw but the, certainly the macan and cayenne and this uh, was a pretty darn uh close copy uh, but to no surprise, uh, it doesn't have the quality or drivetrain of a Porsche. And so now uh, owners who are very um, uh, dissatisfied with their purchase. <laughs> so, so let's just share with the listeners. These are knockoffs of Macans and Cayennes. Uh, the company is Dakayan. So for $3,200, it looks like you have the body of a Macan, but sitting on top of a golf cart chassis or something yeah, it looks, looks like a hatchback yeah, and... something tells me it doesn't have any crash testing done to it no probably not. Uh, maybe it doesn't go fast hours. enough to even worry about a crash yeah. and then people uh, are wondering why it like dies i like the comment of the my one of the owners on uh, my car is like a tractor yeah <laughs> does not meet any legal legal standards they're dying in the middle of the streets man i feel terrible that people are duped out of 3200 bucks yeah you know yeah just... but you gotta wonder what did they think uh that they really think they're going to get a Porsche-like uh, car. What's funny is that I've seen better knockoffs from China in years past than, than these ones that are in this article, um, in the sense that they actually looked like they worked and they looked somewhat luxurious. They just didn't look exactly like the Porsche so they're trying to copy. In my packaging days, I would uh, have customers who got a lot of uh, uh, products from China, and basically uh, they said they could make an exact copy of whatever you want. Mm. And, and the quality can be just as good. It just depends how much money you want to spend. If yeah, you yeah. give them a faucet, you know, and you say uh, replicate this faucet, but I don't, I only want to pay this much. Well, then the, the quality of faucet is going to be evident. Yeah. But if you say replicate it, and I'd be happy if it's uh, close to the price or just where I can make money, they can make an exact copy. It's, oh yeah. Uh, all I, how much you I want watch to spend. these reels on um, jewelers 
looking at fake Rolexes and they've gotten so good at making fake Rolexes. Like they have to break the case apart and look for numbers and run. I mean, it's, yeah. it's at that point it's, it's a Rolex, right? Just hope, hopefully you didn't pay for oh, that. The, I mean, that's, Rolex. That's, it's like scary. So how do you know? Right. There's <laughs> yeah. like, there's people that buy Rolexes, you know, new from a dealer, which is easy. But then there are people that buy used Rolexes that it might be real, but then there are also people that like buy used Rolexes and change up the faces and modify them so that they look like a more popular model, change the bezels and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So then the question is, is that a real Rolex or is that like a modified Rolex? And then there's ones that are just like straight up, like you said, Manny, it's just a copy of a Daytona and the sweep is right. The Cyclops is right. The 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 even the this, weight because I weight, felt a Rolex yeah. and as soon as I felt the weight I'm like oh yeah this is this is fake but I've uh, read ones, that the other ones you cannot tell the weight that's like scary super yeah. scary yeah yeah anyways um let's see 2025 and I can't believe this in six months they say we might be seeing <clears throat> the new generation of the 911 I think we're gonna see it next year near the end we're so, gonna see the debut so the original report was by George Cocker from Car and Driver who I know has many tentacles deep into Porsche. You know, he, he, um, he's, when you find out new things, it's oftentimes from him. So it's probably true, but we should say that this is still speculation, Yeah. but yeah, three, 3.6 liter naturally aspirated flat six, but with a hybrid. Yeah. So the hybrid portion of the car gives about 80, 90 horsepower. So now you're easily into like the upper four hundreds, lower 500 horsepower mark, man, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. But, but you know, we did a video, what, 2017, I think? Uh, yeah, with the Vonin. Uh, with the Vonin, which Vonin, is an yeah, aftermarket. aftermarket. And I tell everyone, I go, you will not be disappointed with hybrid. Yeah. I was blown away. And it sounds like a very similar hybrid system mm -hmm. that Porsche is going to use, which more like a Kurs, uh, not a plug-in hybrid. Right. Yeah. It uh, it's, uh, regenerates the battery. It's, it's you know, made for extra power. So instead of putting a turbocharger, supercharger, you've got this hybrid system. And it sounds like they have to weight down quite a bit so it's not going to be this heavy bulky thing that's yeah. going to be uh, uh adding a, a ton more weight to the car but it will be very addictive how much more so will it uh, so i remember power. in the in the von and they didn't use a battery for a reserve they use like a capacitor so it, it charges up quickly and discharges quickly and it's come almost like pass on demand i so thought it was still a battery it was a battery it, yeah. but it wasn't it, it was a fast charge and fast discharge are you thinking about the gt3 rh Oh, maybe that's that what had I the do. flywheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, that's yeah a but like the Damon said, the yeah. Bonin. But I remember them explaining to me, I guess, in very uh, easy to understand terms. They said it had a battery, not like a Tesla, but more like what the F1 cars were using, mm -hmm. that was made to discharge the power very quickly. Oh, okay. uh, but where the Tesla was over time, because obviously they want to get the mileage. Uh, yep. This was very quickly. Um, so you get twenty seconds in the Bonin. Yeah, which. It's you know, a twenty seconds full throttle. That's a lot. <laughs> that's no. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like you're, you're I think you were know. saying, Manny, when you were you test drove the Vaughn and like you buried it deep for like five seconds and it was enough. I, even even you were, that you were, do, I, that you was, were doing like illegal speeds. Just I was in was triple like digits yeah. and I had yeah. to lift yeah. left off yeah. the, so uh, the twenty seconds break and you charge it right back up. Yeah, by the time I turned around, went back to everywhere everyone was charged right back up. It was back up to like ninety some percent. Yeah, yeah. So I it you know he had he had his phone with the gauge showing how much battery. Uh, but once I did a couple of runs, I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to. Like Damon wow. said, 20 seconds and I would be in jail at 18 yeah. seconds. Wow. At a racetrack, it might be, you know, you might have to plan a little more of when you use Yeah, I would love to try it on the racetrack, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but on the road, yeah, you'll never really. 
uh, get there. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what they do with this hybrid. I'm not, uh, and it's interesting that they're going with a um, naturally aspirated uh, yeah. engine. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting yeah. times. Car and Driver is saying that it's a modified version of the three liter. And, oh, wait a second. Oh, I thought it was a three six. Well, just like they modified the three liter to be a four zero. Oh, okay. Uh, I gotcha. And I wanted to say in the GTS version, it would be the hybrid, you know, and then potentially the lower cars wouldn't be the I naturally think aspirated. Johnny Lieberman, I guess, from Motor Trend also, he mm-hmm. said that the base model wouldn't have the hybrid. It would the, be probably still like the three. The S and the GTS would have the hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and will and will the GT2 RS? Well, they debuted a high whole hybrid system with the GT2 yeah. RS. Turbo say, hybrid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what what can we do? Yeah, it's going to be wild. Man. Yeah, the amount of power that these cars are going to have—that's crazy. Oh, it also says here the Carrera S and GTS will also adopt a forty-eight volt hybrid system. I wonder if that means the whole car will be forty-eight volts, like. Tesla, or if it'll still be 12 volt for all the other systems. Well, I think everyone, well, what we learned from the Tech Tactics Live is the 48 volt uh, structure infrastructure is all part of the electric cars and how much uh, automated and power uh, requirements are now on the newer cars that it just makes sense to go to 48 volt. Probably the same way we went from 6 volt to 12 volt back in the day. Yeah. All right, so let's remind folks, we've got a busy year ahead of us. Lots of events coming. First up for us is Tech Tactics East, February 24th and 25th. Registration opens on Motorsports Reg, January 17th. We've got Works Reunion Amelia Island, March 1st. Registration for that is already open. We have Treffen Wine Country. Uh, That event is April 21st through 25th. Registration opens January 10th. Of course, we got our Crown Jewel event, Porsche Parade, June 9th to 15th in Birmingham, Alabama. Phase one for that opens January 31st. We've got Treffin at Sea. Um, they're booking now, and Treffin at Sea will be going to Alaska J- July 28th through August 4th. And um, if you're not going anywhere, but you're just sitting at home and want to get back on the track, then give Sim Racing, PCA Sim Racing, a pl- try. Uh, PCA simracing.com they are racing online as we speak and let's see what else do we have before we sign off we're at the top of the hour already well uh next podcast i'll tell you now since uh we're gonna have will williams from hunt valley uh horsepower ah, okay uh, and we're gonna you're both gonna give us your insights on what it takes to uh hold successful cars and coffee events since oh, you run mike cool. mel's uh-huh well does the hunt valley uh, cars and coffee we've been doing that for i think over 10 years now and uh um you know what it takes to put on these events because a lot of people always are, are looking to start a cars and coffee type event and it looks easy but oh. i think there's more to it than just uh if they only knew yeah, yeah. so know. it should be an interesting conversation um because will's managed to keep this place for over 10 years which is almost unheard of and uh, obviously, you're going on your. This will be the third or fourth year of uh, Mike Mel's. I think this would be. Th- I didn't know question. that you uh, ran that actually. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's third year. It'll be third year. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. Uh, and and is Mikey Mel? We're we're trying to figure this out. Is the Mikey Mel's parking lot the same size as Hunt Valley, or bigger, or smaller? Oh, I couldn't. Tell I you couldn't. Uh, I mean, it'll it'll hold, it'll hold five hundred cars. I have to ask Will. So, I'm not sure yeah. how much. Uh, yeah, we, of course, we we're just standing in the parking lot looking around, and I'm yeah. like, that's a good question. I think they go pretty far. Yeah. Um, 
but either way, that's two popular shows in Maryland, and uh, I think it'll be a good uh, conversation. So yeah, record that next month, next Wednesday. All right. Well, again, happy New Year's to everyone. Thank you for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, grab that VIN and head over to PCA.org. If you don't have your Porsche yet, also head to PCA.org because we have the test drive program, and where we'll open up resources and help you find that. Porsche for your driveway. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. Uh, you can always send us messages at podcast at PCA.org. Again, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, stay in touch with all things Porsche. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.